Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainee Sharp. I am your host for this evening. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm so grateful to um, to those that are watching on Instagram. Welcome Mizzy Mac23 and those that are watching on Facebook and that are listening on our podcast platform. I'm excited about the word of God that he has um, given to me to share with you guys this evening. He... God just continues to blow my mind. I've been doing this for almost three years um, in August, and it's just mind-blowing, just the revelation that God continues to give me for you guys. Well, first for me, because I'm when you are a messenger, God teaches you first, and he corrects you first in whatever it is um, that he desires to teach your people. Um, he corrects you first and helps you out, and then you're, in return, able to help others in in uh, return so i'm grateful that he chooses me to use um chooses to use me in this capacity and i pray that this platform has been blessing you um over the years and if you are a new follower and new listener trust me um it is it's all about it's not about judgment it's not about you know looking down on each other we are imperfectly perfect people and it's important that we know that we are perfected through Christ. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It doesn't matter about what happened in our past. God loves us. And he truly wants to use us in spite of what we have done um, in our past. So last week, we um, were continuing our unqualified series. Our unqualified series. We've been doing it for a little over a month now. And it's been different topics that God has shared me um, concerning feeling, having the feeling of being unqualified. And for those that are uh, just tuning in, um, just to give you a review of what we have been talking about. Um, unqualified means not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task. Not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task. Or in other words, in simpler forms, it means not fit. It means not fit. So if you're having a feeling of being unqualified, that means that you feel like you don't fit in. That means that you feel like you don't have the qualifications. There could be different um, different factors that comes into play. Um, not feeling like you have enough money or not feeling like you have enough education. Not feeling like um, your status is up to par. Not feeling like feeling like you um, came from a certain uh, generational background. So you feel like you don't mount up to that position mount up to that status mount up to even having a certain uh friendship or having a certain lifestyle because of your upbringing um so that is uh, having a feeling of being unqualified but what we what we have learned during these series is that there is nothing that can unqualify us in the spirit there are things that may unqualify us in the natural but as far as the spirit is concerned anything that's concerning um god ordained or divine um in kingdom business there is nothing that can unqualify us our past can't unqualify us it can't unqualify us there are things that can disqualify us because there are things that if we uh, are un are not obedient to god and if we are not following god's instructions we can lose our position that is also some another thing that we have learned um throughout the series as well um and last week um, the subtopic for last week was, uh, was unqualified series and we were talking about the fear of change. We were talking about the fear of change and concerning the fear of change, we talked about why do we fear change? 
why did we fear change? And there were three things that we covered. We said we fear change because one is unfamiliar to us. Number two is risky. And number three is uncomfortable. Hi, Deacon and Tracy. Thank you for watching. So those are the three things that we covered. So if you have a fear change, that's because whatever it is that God is leading you to do, whatever, it could be a business. It could be you, you going back to school. It could be um, you moving. It could be you buying a house. All of those things are it's unfamiliar to you. It's new. It's risky. And it's uncomfortable to you. So that is why we fear change. And then furthermore, last week we also... Um, talked about examples of those who are afraid of change. And then also we talked about examples of people got changed. People, examples of people got changed. So please, if you didn't see last week's podcast or listen to it, please follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and all of the podcasts are on there, including the one from last week. And for those that don't know, we do have a podcast platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we also on Radio Public and Anchor. So please, if you want to uh, listen to the podcast, please follow it on there. And you can just search for Imperfectly Perfect Live and be able to listen to previous podcasts from before. So um, with that being said, let's say a word of prayer and let's get right into tonight's podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. God, I ask that you saturate this place, Father, and not just this the atmosphere and where I am now, God, but because you are omnipresent, God, I thank you that you will, that Father, God, are more capable, God, of saturating the home, saturating the workplaces, saturating the places that God, wherever, God, the viewers, God, are watching or listening. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will penetrate our hearts, God, to receive from you, God, whatever it is that we need to listen, to learn, God, whatever it is that God that needs to change in our lives. Father, may we take in God your word, may we take in God your revelation, may we take in your wisdom, Holy Spirit. God, I just invite you, God, to take control. God, Holy Spirit, take control. God, I am your humble vessel. God, it's a privilege and honor to be used by you, God, to give you glory, God, to bring forth God, um, bring forth God transformation, to bring forth God um, revelation, to bring forth God healing God and deliverance God and salvation a rededication God whatever it is God that needs to take place tonight God God I give you control God to take control over me God and move three through me God in a mighty way father I thank you God for everyone that God is watching I thank you God for everyone that's listening God may they be blessed God may their lives be forever changed in Jesus awesome name may you get the glory honor and praise in Jesus name I pray amen all right guys thank you again for those that are watching hi Thank you for watching tonight and for those that are watching on Instagram and listening this evening um, Again, we have been continuing our unqualified series <clears throat> Excuse me We've been continuing our unqualified series And I said um, in our review that unqualified means not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task And in simpler terms, it means not fit Hello, David It means not fit so we're having the feeling of being unqualified. That means that we don't that we have we feel inadequate of the task at hand. We feel inadequate of um, the purpose that God has created us for, and that means when you feel unqualified, that means that you will be hindered. That means that you won't move forward. That means that you will be disobedient. It will cause you to not follow the instructions of God because you feel like you can't do it. 
And this is why God laid it on my heart to start the series because there's too much work that needs to be done. There's too much kingdom business that needs to be done. It's too many people that need to be saved. It's too many people that need to be healed and delivered. And that's not taking place. Why? Because we are not in our rightful positions. We are not fulfilling the work that God has created us to do. Why? Because we feel unqualified. So we need to get and learn. God has been teaching us and knocking down these walls week by week. We talked about um and uh previous throughout the series we talked about the war between flesh and spirit we talked about obedience versus sacrifice we talked about last week um the fear of um change so god has been has been dealing with us in different areas concerning why we feel unqualified and he's been knocking down these walls so there is no excuse why we can fulfill his work and why we can't um go out and do as he has instructed us to do so tonight our unsop, un, excuse me. Our subtopic for um, this series, the unqualified series, is lack of faith. Is lack of faith, and what God was sharing with me, <laughs> and helping me in this area, because, and what, and I'm, I'm gonna explain to you in a second. But sometimes when you have a lack of faith, it's not saying that you don't believe in God. <laughs> It's saying that when we feel unqualified, it's because we don't have, we, we don't have, no, we have a lack of faith in who God is, what he can do, and who we are in Christ. We feel unqualified. Why? Because we have a lack of faith in one, in who God is, two, in what God can do, and three, who we are in Christ. So just explain it a little more is saying that not saying that when we don't believe in Jesus, not say we don't believe in God It's saying that we have a lack in faith in, in, oh my gosh, in the fullness of God, in the, the, um, sovereignty of God. Sovereignty is talking about that God is, is big, that God is mighty, that God is, um, his powerful. We lack, we lack the magnitude of who God is. God is our provider. He's our keeper. He's our promise keeper. He's our way maker. He's our redeemer. He is our um, a healer. He's our friend. He's our savior. He's our comforter. We and, and because we don't understand the fullness of God, when God says he's going to do something, we like, oh, well, we're so used to doing things in our own strength. Then when God says he's going to do it, we we say, okay, God, I know that who you are in my life and I know uh, of what you have done. But do we truly understand the magnitude of how powerful God is? That God is not a man that he can ever lie. So if God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. But if we don't believe my God, it's not that God can't do it. It's not that God won't do it, but if we don't believe, it won't be done. And this is and this is the problem because we're like, oh well, if when we don't see we see things happening, and we don't see the promises that God has has given us come to fruition, we put the blame on God and we curse God. We say we we start um, calling him all types of names and turning our backs on God and 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 going back into old habits and old ways. But did we ever check 
the level of our faith? Did we ever ask God, okay, Lord, why is it not happening? It's still is maybe it's some some things that ne that needs to be uh, happening in me. Maybe it's some growth that needs to happen in me. Maybe it's some things that you're putting in a position so that um, everything is ready. But because it's not happening, we want it to happen. Because it's not happening the way we thought it was going to happen, we put all blame on God. But we ever take into account that maybe it's because of our lack of faith. Maybe it's because we don't have a, a, a high level of faith. Or a certain level of faith. Because the word of God always also talks about having faith as small as a mustard seed. And if you don't know how small a mustard seed is, it is, it is so tiny that we can't even really form it in our fingers. That is how tiny a mustard seed is. And if, if that's if that God is saying to have a faith as small as a mustard seed, and if we don't even have that, that is a serious problem. That is a serious problem. So again, we feel unqualified because we don't have um we have a lack of faith, excuse me, in who God is, what God can do, and who we are in Christ. And that's the other thing, because if we if we have a lack of faith in God and what who God is, and we have a lack of faith of what He can do, of course we're not going to have confidence in who we are and who we are in Christ, or who we are in Christ, because because we have we are not confident in who we are in Christ. That that means that's exactly why we feel like we don't mount up to to the position. We don't mount up to um, so what God has created us to do, we like, wait a minute, Lord, I don't know why you're sending me in this location. I don't know why you're telling me to create a business. I don't even know how to write a business plan. I don't know why you're telling me to write a book, Lord. Um, I might be dyslexic. I might have reading issues. I don't know. And how in the world am I going to write something when I can't even read or what I can't even write? And God is saying, I'm not asking you for your excuses. I don't ask, I'm not asking you of, of your unqualifications. I'm just asking for you to be available. I'm just asking for you to say yes. God is not asking for us to repeat and give him a long list of our excuses. Did we not take an account that God created us so he knows and took an account of all those things that we may lack in the natural? But that's the problem. We're thinking about it in the natural and not looking at it in the spirit realm. There are so many examples of people in the word of God uh, that we have talked about in these past weeks. Moses, speech impediment. Noah, a drunkard. Jacob, a liar and a deceiver. So many people. David, he was a whoremonger and a murderer. Yet, and still, God still chose to use them. In spite of their imperfections, in spite of the list of laundry list of excuses that they could have used. Yet God still used them. Why? Because oh, this is why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why God said we can't be unqualified for the job. Because God equips us for it. We can't be unqualified because God equips us for the position. You know how you have these positions out here that may say um, that you don't have to have a certain 
You don't have to have a certain uh, amount of education or there's, uh, what's it called? No qualifications necessary. Why? Because we'll train you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just like there are positions out there that says no qualifications needed. The only thing you might need, uh, maybe a certain age or whatever. But as far as the job qualifications, you don't have to have job qualifications. Why? Because they will train you. This is what God is telling us. Is that we don't have to have the qualifications. Why? Because God will literally train us for the position. God has everything we need. He has the tools. He has the resources. Why? Because God is the ultimate source. So it's nothing. There's nothing that we should come up with. That causes us to not fulfill the will of the Lord. But yet we still come up with excuses. Lord, I don't have a certain amount of money. Lord, I don't look the part. Lord, I don't sound the part. Lord, I this is not the right timing. I'm not ready for it yet. But if God says you're ready, then go. Why? Because if God says we're ready, that means that he's with us. If God says we're ready, that means that he has equipped us to the point that he feels like it's okay for us to move forward. Not saying that we're going to have everything um, or we're going to know all the things to do. And God wants it that way. You know why God wants it that way? Because he wants us to depend on him. If we knew everything, we would not be calling out to God. If we knew how to do everything, we would not call unto God. This is why God gives us a little bit at a time along the road. This is why God gives us a little bit of time. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of this. He's training us every step of the way. As we read his word, as we pray, as we worship, as we follow Christ, and we're getting closer to him and closer to him, and he begins to reveal more and more of his self. And then he, be, he starts testing us in little areas to say, okay, I'm testing this area to see if, you, if you're good for that. I'm testing this in this area to see if you're equipped for the, for the next level. And as we prove to him, as we prove to him that we're ready, doesn't mean that we're going to have everything all at once. But we have enough to move forward. We have enough to move forward and he began to train us for the next position and the next level and the next level. So we have, we can't come up. Thank you. Uh, uh, I said evangelist, um, Deaconess Tracy. So we can't get tripped up about what we don't have because why God will equip us. All we have to do is say yes. All we have to do is say, Lord, I'm available to be used by you. All we have to say, Lord, I don't know where this is taking me. I don't know what you're doing in my life. But God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you with my life. Lord, I trust you with all of me. Why? Because you saved me. Why? Because you made me whole. Why, God? Because you love me unconditionally. And if you have, have uh, sent your only begotten son down to die on the cross for my sins. The wretch that I am, the things that I have done, and yet you sent your only son to save me? God, I owe you my life. That is the mindset we need to have. God, I owe you my life. I know I don't understand it right now. 
I know, I know I don't understand it. I know I feel like I, I'm scared. And, and this is the thing. Do it even if you're scared. Do it even if you're scared. There are so many things that God has had me to do in these past three. Well, in these past, I say three years because that's, that's the moment that I truly rededicated my life back to God. I was like, all right, Lord, here we are. I'm not running no more. Let's go. Hi, Mama T. Hi, Undeb. So these past three three years, God has been caught in, in um, pushing me to do things that I never even imagined that I would even do. And because I owe God my life, I said, God, use me for your glory. I don't understand it. I'm scared, shaking in my boots. But Lord, <laughs> I'm going to do it because I trust you, Father. And I owe you everything. Everything. That was the Holy Spirit. Because none of that is here. But yes. So we're talking about tonight. Unqualified series. A lack of faith. I'm going to break down the two words. Lack and faith. To get a better under understanding. Of what God is saying tonight. So lack is simply means. To be without. Or deficient in. It means to be without. Or deficient in. And faith means. In the uh, Merriam um, Webster's dictionary. Because the word of God has. A different definition. But in the Webster's dictionary. It means belief and trust in. And loyalty to God. Faith means belief. And trust in. And loyalty to God. So when we have a lack of faith. That means that we are without belief. That means that we um, are without trusting. And we are without loyalty to God. And it says without or deficient. Meaning that you either don't have it. Or you have um, you don't have enough of it. So that means that you can either not have it. Or not have enough of belief. Trusting or loyalty to God. Those are the three components when it comes to faith. Belief, trusting in God, and loyalty to him. So we're going to um, go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. And I'm going to read from the King James Version and then the NIV Version. And that explains faith to the T. I love, I love Hebrews chapter one and my God, if we were able and God allows for us to get to all of that today, we will get there and we will go through the whole passage. So Hebrews 11 chapter one, King James version says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I want you to pause for a moment because I'm going to read it in the NIV version. For those that is like, okay, King James version. I don't understand where you, what you're talking about here. So we're going to read it from the New International Version. And it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. So in our love about the NIV version, because it's talking about us having confidence 
Because we talked about earlier, we talked about, um, I'm going to go back to my notes right quick. We talked about when we feel, when we feel unqualified, we uh, have a lack of faith in who God is, what God can do, and who we are in Christ. So we don't have faith in it. That means that we don't have confidence in it. We don't have confidence in who God is. We don't have confidence in what God can do. We don't have confidence in who we are in Christ. So because we don't have confidence, we fail to do it. We fail to move forward. So again, in the NIV version, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. What we hope for. So if we're hoping for something, it means that it's yet not here. What we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. People's like, well, how do, how do I, you know, have hope in something I don't see? We believe in God, right? We believe in Jesus, right? We believe in the Holy Spirit. We can't see God. We can't see Jesus or the Holy Spirit. But we know, my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. But we know they exist. Why? Because we feel them. Why? Because, oh, Jesus, we have seen the evidence. God sustains us. God protects us. God has healed us. God has saved us. We feel his peace. When we, when God has done things in our lives that it, we know without a shadow of a doubt that if it was not for God, if it was not for God, where would I be? If it was not for God, I wouldn't have my lights would not be on. If it was not for God, I would have food on the table, even though I don't have a job right now. If it was not for God, my family would not be saved. If it was not for God, how many people have testimonies proving that God exists, proving that Jesus saved them, proving that if it was not for Jesus, oh my gosh, we would still be doing the same things we were doing in our past. That was up, that we were up to no good and that meant us no good. So if we believe in Jesus, if we believe in God, if we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, then where is our faith? Why do we have a lack of faith when we already believe in a God that we cannot see the true and living God. That's, let me not say a God. It's only one true living God. And that is God our Father. So we believe in him. Why do we not believe in what he can do? Why do we not believe in who he is? Why do we have a lack of faith. In what we are capable of doing through Christ. Because the word of God says in Philippians 4.13. It says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not saying, okay, now if you trying to consider whether or not you can do it in your own strength, that's something completely different. But the word of God says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. Meaning that we need to depend on Christ. That if it was not for Jesus, I know that I can't do it. If it was not for Jesus, I know that I could not get the education or pass and get um, for those that are believing God to pass the bar for a law school. For those that believe in God to pass the boards. I, I have plenty I love and I thank God that on Facebook I'm seeing so many accomplishments. I just saw um, one of good friends in Savannah 
I don't know if she minds me shouting her out, Christina. Um, she just passed her nursing boards and she's giving all things to God because if it was not for God, she would not be and have that accomplishment. How many of us have that testimony? If it was not for God, because listen, it's not easy. And a lot of, a lot of us may be working full-time jobs, still trying to get a degree. So if it was not for God, God turning things around to work in our favor. But yet we still have a lack of faith. And, and the, the crazy thing, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later, is that the crazy thing is, is that God is already proving, proving to us that he can do it. He's already done countless things in our lives, but yet we still have a lack of faith. God does things in our lives to show us, to show us his power, to show us his might, to show us his wondrous works. He wants to bless us. He wants to heal us. He wants to deliver us. He wants to give us exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. But not if we don't believe. Not if we don't trust him. Not if we're doubting him. Because if you're doubting God and you're trusting God, that means that you, the word of God talks about us having um, a double-minded mind. It means that we are unstable in the ways of the Lord. We cannot one minute believe in God and one minute doubt him. We're unstable in our thinking. And we have to allow God to deal with that. So let's go back to the text. We, we just explained... We just explained the definition of lack and faith. And we just um, left from Hebrews 11 verse 1. And what I wanted to also illustrate is that we know that we are lacking faith because we simply don't believe that God will do it. We simply don't believe. We say out of our mouth. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. We say out of our mouth that we believe. But it's not just about confessing it, it's about believing it. Because it also talk on the word of God, talking Romans 10 verse 9, I'm going to paraphrase it. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 is talking about if you accept, when you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it first says you must believe in your heart. Then you confess with your mouth. You can't do one without the other. So you might be saying it out of your mouth. But the reality is you don't actually believe it in your mind, in your, in your heart. And that's the thing. We have to believe in order. We can't just say it. We have to actually believe it. And we're going to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. That's our golden apostle. <laughs> apostle Jimmy Ellis. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, he always says golden text. <laughs> I love it when he says that. Our golden text for the night is a Hebrews 11, 1, where it talks about faith all throughout that scripture, all throughout that chapter, rather. So we're going to go to uh, Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6 in the um, Message Bible. <clears throat> and it says, it says, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. 
again, in verse six, it says it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. My God. Jesus. And that stuck out to me because God says, and what I love because when you say both, that means and or and looking at keywords. When you learn them I and you're in school and you're in English classes, they always te teach you to look at keywords. Both. Meaning that, that it's not one or the other. And including the, the two. So you have to believe that God exists and that he cares enough to respond to, to those who seek him. So a lot of times we believe that God exists. And what's happening in the lack of faith is that we believe that God exists. But we don't believe that he cares enough to respond when we seek him. And that is the problem. The problem is not that we don't believe that God exists. Or that Jesus saved us. Because if we didn't believe that, we wouldn't accept that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. The problem is, is that we don't believe that God will, well, oh my gosh, that God cares enough to respond when we seek him. When we go into him and give our petitions, when we pray unto him, we don't actually believe that he will respond when we pray. We pray, but we don't believe that it's actually going to come to pass. That's crazy. Why pray if you don't believe that it's actually going to happen? I don't know about you, but I would personally think that would be a waste of time to pray and not actually believe that God is going to do it. God is going to work it out on your behalf. That's like going to your parents and and them saying, uh, going to say, oh, um, asking for an allowance or asking them to buy you a certain for the kids or when you were a child and asking them to buy you a certain present for Christmas. If we did not believe, and sometimes and that's another subject. Sometimes we would get it. Sometimes we wouldn't. But hey, <laughs> our parents know what's best for us, just like our Heavenly Father. But if we did not believe that our parents were going to actually get it for us on Christmas, we would not even give them our list. We would not even ask them for it in the first place. So why waste the time asking God if you're not going to believe? And this is why we have to get our faithful level up. It's so much stuff that God wants to do for us. Why? Because we're king's kids. And why? Because we, because we're king's kids, there are certain things that we have inherited. We have inherited the favor of God. We have inherited God's favor. And I can honestly say God has been dealing with me personally just in this. And I know we've only, what, almost seven, seven months in starting tomorrow. God has been dealing with my faith level in 2020. Because I can personally say that I, not that I don't believe God that can uh, can do it. No, not that I don't believe that God is this. Not I don't believe and know that God has done things. 
But because I might not have seen it happen in a certain time frame, because I might not uh, see it happening naturally or it's not happening the way I expect it to happen, or also not even having a level of expectation. A lot of us, maybe we don't even have a certain level of expectation to believe that God will literally blow our minds. Or in the words that God has been telling me throughout this year that I'm going to blow your socks off. And, and God has said that to me countless times this year. And God has been doing it so many times. And, and the crazy part about it is, is he's not finished. And that's what's been blowing me. And I'm just like, okay, God. And he's like, I'm going to blow your socks off. And every time he does something, I'm just like, Wow, God, and all I can do is cry, not because I'm sad, it's because I'm overwhelmed with joy. I'm overwhelmed with his love and the fact that he's been giving me things that I, certain things I may have prayed for and other things I didn't even pray for, but God is still blessing me. And what God had to remind me is that, did you not think that I was not going to bless you for your faithfulness? Did you not think that I was not going to bless you for your service? Did you not think that you were going to continue to be obedient to me and I wasn't going to give you, give you the harvest for everything that you have sown? A lot of us that are watching, we have so sown and, and put seeds into the ground. We have been a blessing to others and God has been using us in mighty ways. But yet we don't think that he's going to do that for us. Yet we don't think that God is going to bless us exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. Where is our faith level? Where is our faith level? Did you not think that God is going to, yeah, you may be unemployed right now, but did you not think that God is going to bless you with another job? Yes, it might not be happening as quickly as you thought it was going to happen. God says, I got you. God says, I got you. And just because it's not happening in the timeline that you expect it to happen, trust God. What did God tell you? And if God told you what's going to happen and God is giving you specific instructions, then do it. And trust me, when I'm talking to you, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself too because God has already dealt with me. So it's not a judgment zone. God has already dealt with me, dealing with me, continue to deal with me because, listen, it's a constant fight. I'm not going to sit here and act like that as soon as, you know, you recognize that you have a lack of faith and you say, okay, God, help me, that it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Why? Because, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. When God is desires to do something mighty and powerful in your life, there is all, always going to be opposition. And I was watching... And I'm a big fan of hers. I love her. Kiera shared. And not just because she's a powerful singer, but because she's a mighty woman of God. And she was just, uh, she has a song called, it's Keep, It Keeps Happening. It Keeps Happening. And I encourage you to download that song. Get that in your playlist. Because that song right there, it will bless you. Because it's it gets you a level of expectation of how 
you've been serving God and and you feel like you know that maybe God passed you maybe maybe it's not going to happen in your life and you've been praying and, and time's been and been going past and you felt like God forgot all about you but God is reminds you he begins to things begin to manifest those same things that maybe years ago that God had prophesied and somebody prophesied in your life and maybe it didn't happen five years ago maybe it didn't happen ten years ago and maybe maybe it didn't happen um, months ago when when you thought it was going to happen but God is saying no I didn't forget I didn't forget and now God is saying it keeps happening and things begin to happen in your life and it's like wow God and when God listen when God does things in your life it's a, there are seasons there are seasons in your life where it may seem like nothing's happening but then there are seasons in your life when it seems like it keeps happening. It seems like one thing at the next, like, God, you're blessing me for a job. And next thing you know, God, my family's being saved. And next thing you know, my, my family's being healed. And next thing you know, I'm getting a house and I didn't even have to put money down for it. And next thing you know, oh my gosh, God, I'm having a business. And, and God is doing exceedingly, abundantly, but all you can ever ask or think. It keeps happening. Why? Because you trust him. And he didn't forget about you because you've been faithful. And when you're faithful to God, he will be faithful to you. So I encourage you tonight that if you have been leaving God to do some things in your life, if you have been believing, and yes, there's a point in your life, it's, it's okay to pray. But it's a point in your life where you have to stop praying for the same thing and start activating your faith. Because the word of God says faith without works is dead. What have you been doing? You can't keep going to God and saying, Lord, bless me with a job. Lord, bless me with a job. And you're not actually doing the work to, to make sure the job comes. Have you been applying for the job? Have you been getting your resume together? Have you had your LinkedIn um, picture LinkedIn together? Have you been seeking out? Have you been um, asking God, okay, what position do you want from me? Have you been writing the vision and making it plain? Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision and make it plain. Have you been writing that vision and actually praying for it and speaking that thing into existence? Have you been doing that? So, Lord God, and, and after you pray for it, start speaking it. Lord God, I thank you, God, that the position is mine. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that my family is healed. Lord God, I thank you that I'm delivered. Lord God, I thank you. Start thanking God. Because it's not just about praying. It's about thanksgiving. Start thanking God. Start believing because it's talking about, again, Hebrews 11, 1, talk about faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if thanks without works is dead, you're believing God is going to do something that even though it's not manifested, even though it has not come to pass in the natural, it does not mean that God is not doing it in the spirit realm. It must first be done in the spirit before it is manifested in the natural. So our faith activates. Our faith activates. It activates everything that God has promises to happen in the spirit realm. He's turning things around. He's putting our names on people's hearts. And we're wondering why things are being held up. No, because God is turning things around. He's getting us in position. He's equipping us for the position. Making sure because, listen, God doesn't do everything out of order. God is a God of decency and order. So if there is a, if listen, if there's thing, if it's not happening right now, ask God, Lord, what is it that I need to do in this season? Are there still some things that I need to learn? 
is there still some things that I need to do before this happens? Maybe God is giving you time. Maybe there's some things that, and I can, I can definitely, and I can testament of myself that um, there's been some things that I've been paying, preparing and, and, you know, been preparing and God has given me the okay to say it. So I would say it. I've been writing a book and um, as in during this time of me being unemployed, I've been writing a book and had I, and trust me, God told me to write this book um, a couple of years ago. But I got consumed with uh, church and work and ministry and all of that stuff to the point where I will write here and there. But because my job was taken away, I had nothing but time. God has said, okay, I'm taking the excuses away. I'm taking the excuses away. That's what God is saying. I'm taking the excuses away. God is saying, what else you got? What else do you have? Now will you listen? Now will you be obedient? I'm giving you the resources. Now will you be obedient? A lack of faith. We have to get our faith level up. Be available to be used by God. Be available. That's all God is asking for. To be available to be used by him. Thank you Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. None of that is in my notes. But thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way. And I, I know for sure this is going to be a two-part, which is perfectly fine. Um, but what I do want to, um, which this illustration, it definitely blew my mind. And I'm going to say this illustration, and we're going to end, end with that tonight and continue it next week. Is that the example that God gave me concerning the lack of faith? <laughs> is that when we when we have a lack of lack of faith, it's important that we troubleshoot. It's important that we troubleshoot. And how I got to this example, and I'm okay. Let me say the what troubleshoot means first. Troubleshoot means to discover why something does not work effectively and help to improve it. Troubleshoot means to discover why something does not work effectively and help to improve it. So my wonderful laptop, I love my laptop, even though it gives me issues. <laughs> Had it for about four years now. It gives me issues sometimes. And my laptop, I was having, it kept having trouble connecting to the Wi-Fi throughout the day. As I was studying and I was trying to get my notes together and all of that stuff. Having trouble connecting to the Wi-Fi. They were, they were, in, but then when I looked, um, there were no problems with the internet router. No problems. I make sure that it was plugged in. Make sure the cables were connected and everything. No problems with the internet router. So I decided to troubleshoot my computer. Once I did that, the troubleshoot data, data. Results said that there could be a defective wiring in the cable. But I already checked the router. <laughs> the resource, right? The router is the resource. I already checked that. It was plugged in. All the lights was lighting up. There's five lights on there that have to light up to make sure that it's working correctly. Everything was good with that. So it wasn't a cable issue. 
And then also, while I was troubleshooting shooting my computer, I noticed that other devices connected to the Wi-Fi did not have any connection issues. So my phone was able to connect to the Wi-Fi. My brother's computer was able to connect to the Wi-Fi. But for some reason, my laptop kept having Wi-Fi connections. Hmm. Which proved to me that it was not a cable or in other words, connection issue, but it was a computer issue. My computer was unable to connect to the source due to wiring issues in the computer. In other words, in layman's terms, it's not the connection issue, the resource issue, who is who, God the Father, it's an us issue. And like I said earlier, a lot of times we put blame on God and say, oh, well, God is not doing this and God is not doing it and why he can't do it this way. First of all, we're not in control. Let's just talk about that for a second. We, me and you, we are not in control. Can we say that together? Say, I am not in control of my life. I know it sounds very remedial and elementary, but it's important that we say that I am not in control of my life because we think that we're in control when we are not. We're not in control. And because we are not in control, <laughs> we cannot we cannot control what happens and the way God does things. In a way, listen, why? Because God, God knows what's best for us. He knows what our future holds. He knows what tomorrow brings. So if something does not happen in the timeline that we expected, maybe we wanted to be married by a certain time. Maybe we wanted to get a certain salary, six-figure salary uh, at a certain time in our life. Maybe we wanted to have a certain amount of kids and, and uh, you know, certain a, a laundry list of things that we may have wanted and we may not have right now. Did we ever take an account for one that we're not in control? Another thing is maybe we're not ready for it. And maybe God is just holding things off because he has to get things in position. There is, oh my gosh, there is a reason why God does things. There are, there is a reason why God does things the way he does it. And he may not tell us right then and there. Or he may not even ever tell us. And that is God's business. Because he's God. And he can do that. <laughs> he may not tell us why he's doing it the way he's doing it. But the point is, is that we have to trust that he knows what's best. We have to trust that he knows what's best. Because in the Webster, what I said earlier, faith is belief and trusting and loyalty to God. Faith is belief and trusting and loyalty to God. Once we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have just given him complete and utter control because we realize that every we tried everything else and we realized that everything else failed us. And we said, why not try Jesus? And we realized that we needed him in our lives. And when you need someone in your life, you give them control. 
You give them control. Because if it wasn't for them, where would you be? If it wasn't for God, where would we be? If it wasn't for Jesus saving us, where would we be? So I thought that was so... Uh, the fact that God gave me the example and it was frustrating me with this computer. But four things, no, three things when it comes to troubleshooting. And this is where God was also showing me is that because we have a lack of faith, how will we know? How will we troubleshoot? How will we fix the problem and help improve it in our lives? Number one, we have to detect. While I was troubleshooting this computer, the first thing was they were detecting the problems. In other words, in spiritual senses, it means identify that you have a lack of faith. You have to identify that you actually have a lack of faith. And that's the problem. A lot of us don't actually believe that we have a lack of faith when we actually do. We went around, walking around here thinking that, oh, yes, I believe God, he going to do it. And uh, again, say it with our mouth, hooping and hollering and whatnot, and not actually believing that God is going to do it. Putting on the mask, acting like, you know, you good when you not. Let's be real. Why are we fronting in front of God when he already knows? He already knows that we don't believe. He already know that we doubt him. We already know that we trying to put on a front in front of people. So we have to, one, how do we fix or troubleshoot the issues, the lack of faith in our lives? Detect, or in other words, identify that you have a lack of faith. Identify it. You're saying, how do I identify it? Pray. Pray. Talk to God. Trust me, God will let you know. <laughs> He will let you know if you're not believing. Now, whether you listen, that's a whole nother story. God will let you know. Trust me, he definitely let me know when I'm believing. He like, daughter, why are you doubting me? Where is your faith? And God, and, and stop thinking that God is going to be all complicated. God is not complicated. He's not. A lot of times he be telling stuff in our, he, that's what I love about God. He talks to us in our own language, but yet we making it complicated when he said, why are you not believing? Why are you doubting me? All I'm telling you do is trust me. And I know it might be sim easier said than done, but it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to do it. You just have to put forth effort. You just have to ask God to give you strength. And God is not saying, when God tells you to believe, he's not saying that you're doing it in your own strength. No. Because again, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Everything that we do concerning kingdom business, everything, no, let me correct that. Everything we do in life, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, everything we do in life is dependent on God. Everything. Some people are like, oh, you're too deep. No, because the word of God says, seek ye first to the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. So that means we seek God for everything. No, you don't have to go in a deep, long prayer for everything. 
But if you're asking God to help you on a test, if you ask God to help you with this move, if you're asking, you know, whatever it is that you believe in God for, you can say a quick small prayer in, in a grocery store. If you're walking down the street, Lord God, I need you. Lord God, I need your help. And when you do just that, he will meet you right where you are. If you believe that he's going to do it. It's not just saying it, but believe it. Believe that if you seek God, that he's actually going to do it. And that's the important part. Don't just say it and don't believe. So again, number one, how do we troubleshoot? How do we fix the lack of faith in our lives? Number one, detect. Identify that you have a lack of faith. Number two, resolve. So after they detect the issues in the computer, they start resolving. They start fixing the issues. So how do we do that in the spirit? We repent for our lack of faith. Repent for doubting. Repent for worrying. Repent for turning our backs on God. Repent for not following instructions. And then once you repent, you move forward. You move forward. And why did God say both? Because a lot of times we repent and then we stay stuck. We stay stuck in that and we allow the enemy to get in our minds. We allow the enemy to get in our thought process and say, okay, well, you still can't do it. Or still, no. You have to use the word of God. And I know some of these scriptures are, are uh, elementary. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You may have learned that when you was a kid, but it does not matter. It is so relevant, especially in this day and age. It's so relevant. Because a lot of us believe that we can't do it. We we have opposition at the opposition at the opposition, coronavirus and racial injustice and losing family members and losing jobs and and it, it seems like nothing is going to happen, but guess what? I'm here to tell you that God is still in the blessing business. God is still in the blessing business. I listen, not just for me. I got friends that God is blessing them. So listen, God is bigger than a pandemic. God is bigger than what's happening in this world. So don't allow circumstances to cause, to cause you to think that God is not going to move on your behalf. Change your way of thinking. Allow God to renew your mind. And when negative thoughts come into your mind, that you start saying, you start speaking that word, whatever prophetic word maybe God has given you, go back to that word. Start, go back it, back to it, read it verbatim if you've written it down or if you recorded it with your phone, whatever you did to, to, to get it down. Repeat it, replay it. Sometimes you got to go back to it and replay it so as a reminder of what God said. And when you go back and replay it, also reflect and start thinking. Because sometimes things don't might not happen in an instant. It might, it might happen in levels. Or it might happen, you know, certain things God would do over time. And start thinking about it. Wow, God. I realize that, you, that you've been preparing me. I realize you've been helping me. I realize that I'm stronger than I was six months ago. I realize that I'm able to do more than I would. I, uh, I have more boldness. I realize that, that, I, that I'm, um, 
that I'm able to talk better. I mean, realize that I'm able to um, be used for your glory. I realize that I'm not as hesitant as I was before when you told me to do cer certain things. This is what God wants. So number two, again, how to troubleshoot, resolve, fix the issue, meaning repent and move forward. When you realize, when you first detect that you have a lack of faith, okay, once you realize that, we have the freedom to repent. When we repent for our wrongdoings, say, Lord God, I'm sorry. God will forgive us and he will wipe the slate clean. And once God has forgiven us, make sure you forgive yourself. Because that can be a problem too. A lot of times God has forgiven us and yet we're still holding on to, to things against ourselves. Saying, oh, well, I did this person wrong. Oh, I did this. I did that. And God has already wiped the slate clean and yet we're still holding on to the past. Repent and move forward. There's too much work that needs to be done for us to be worrying about all this stuff in our past. Learn from it. Learn from the past. And move forward. And move forward. And the last thing for troubleshooting is check. Because they detect the problem, detect if there's a problem, they resolve the problem. And then after they resolve the problem, they also give you the option to check. To check the issue, to make sure that there's no more issues. So in spiritual terms, God will test you to make sure your faith is restored and that you are steadfast. After you have identified your lack of faith, you repented and moved forward. Now God is going to test you on that. Now God is going to test you. Just like a loving father and he is a wonderful teacher. Just like teachers. They test you, they teach you, they teach you, and then they test you on it. You're not just going to, uh, because the, the important thing about testing is to make sure that you actually grasp the lesson from what took place. What good is this to say out of your mouth that, yes, Lord, I learned, yes, Lord, I, I'm moving forward. And then when you've been be tested on that faith level again then you still lack faith then you go doubting again then you go um having anxiety and then you go worrying again that's why god tests us on that and i'm going to end with this example huh good old peter i love peter but peter he has some issues just like just as we all do Peter had issues. He might have been a ride or die for Jesus. But he also had some issues when it came to faith. And so the passage I'm going to go to is Matthew. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 31. Matthew 14, verse 22 through 31. Give me one moment. I realized I did not pull that passage up. One second. If you can, while I pull it up, if you can get that in your word. This is why you have backup because my computer still troubleshooting, but I have my tablet here. 
Gotta be prepared. From Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 31. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Bear with me, guys. Okay. So in verse 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. Verse 24, But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. Walking on the sea. The fourth watch is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And walking on the sea. Verse 26 says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. 31. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? In verse 32, it says, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So this passage is so important because just as we said, we have to detect, identify that you have a lack of faith. So Peter, all of them, right? All the disciples had a lack of faith in this passage. They saw Jesus walking on water, but at first they thought it was a ghost. So, including Peter, all had a lack of faith. But Peter was the only one that identified that he had a lack of faith. Peter was the only one, and it said, because it said immediately, verse 27 says, but immediately, excuse me, immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. So Jesus had already confirmed to his disciples that it was him. Although they should have, thank you, Holy Spirit. Although they should have already recognized that it was him. Why? Because they walked with him daily. It's not like they it was, uh, they only, they haven't seen Jesus in years. No. The disciples walked with Jesus daily. So it does not matter if Jesus was walking on water. They should have recognized that it was him from the beginning. But because they had lack of faith, they did not believe that it was Jesus. They thought it was a ghost. But again, number one again was detect. Peter was the only one that detected that he had a lack of faith. In verse 28, it says, and Peter answered him. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. 
he replied, he recognized that he had a lack of faith. And he said, you know what? I realized that I have a lack of faith in God. Jesus, if it is you, command me to come on the water. So in verse 29, Jesus said, come. Now, what was number two? Resolve, meaning fix the issue. Once you detect that you have a lack of faith, now you want to fix the issue by repenting and moving forward. So because of that, Peter activated his faith. So in verse 29, after Jesus said, come, and when Peter had come down out of the boat, now Peter activated his faith. He now repented and now he's moving forward by saying now, he said, okay, command me to come on the water. And when Jesus said, come, he activated his faith. And when Peter went, Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But this is the kicker. Number three. So detect or identify that you have a lack of faith. Repent and move forward. But remember, once you repent and move forward, God will test you to make sure that your faith level is where it needs to be. To make sure that it, that you didn't wasn't just saying it <laughs> and wasn't actually believing it. So continuing on in verse... In verse 29, so when, when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. When Jesus tested him, Peter lost focus. He lost his focus. He stepped out on faith, but it's not, it's not just about stepping out on faith. After you step out on faith, you must keep your mind, must keep your eyes focused on Jesus. You cannot say, I believe Jesus. And when things start hitting the fan, when things seem like it's not working out, when it seems like you're not getting the money, when it seems like people are turning their back on you. No, you must keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes focused on him. But the problem is with Peter, he started looking and started seeing that the winds were boisterous. Then he started getting afraid. He was good once he, when he was looking at Jesus. He was walking on water. And he was almost, oh my gosh, thank you Holy Spirit. He was almost to Jesus. He was this close. He was this close to reaching the point to, to reaching the location that Jesus was on the water. But because he got his focus, he started focusing on the storm instead of focusing on what God said he was going to do. He started focusing on, on what people said instead of focusing on what Jesus said he was going to do. Stop focusing on what people say. Stop focusing on, on, the, lack of, on the lack of resources that you feel like you don't have. What did God say? What did Jesus say he was going to do? Keep your mind focused on him. Keep your mind focused on him. You don't realize how close that you are. My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You don't realize how close you are. Again, when opposition comes. That is a clear sign that you are closer than you think. 
When opposition arises, that is a clear sign that you are closer than you think. That is the time when you need to increase your prayer life even more. You might have to fast, even go on a fast. Do whatever you got to do to make sure that you don't lose focus off of God. Don't lose your focus. Whatever you do, do not lose your focus. If you didn't get nothing else from tonight, if you are experiencing opposition, maybe you are unemployed, maybe you're having issues in your family, maybe you're having health issues, don't lose your lack of faith. What did Jesus say? What did he promise you? Because we know that God is a promise keeper. Jesus is a healer. He's a way maker. He's a redeemer. He's a strong tower. We know all of these things. We've read it in the word of God. But do we believe? This is why God allows certain circumstances and opposition to arise. Because God doesn't want us to just be, to read his word. And he doesn't want us just to read the miracles that's in the word of God. No, he wants to do miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives. So that we can be living, breathing testimonies of God's goodness, of God's power, of God's might. This is why miracles, signs, and wonders are not happening the way it should. Because we have a lack of faith. God is still the same God. The same, the same Jesus he was then. He's still the same Jesus today and forevermore. But the reason why it's not happening the way it happened back then. Because we have a lack of faith. My pastor preached on that. Pastor Tracy preached on that before. It's because we don't have the level of faith that we that's needed. Not saying that God can't do it. Not saying that God won't do it. But where is our faith? Where is our faith? Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Trust me. If you're experiencing opposition, trust me, I'm with you. If you're experiencing opposition right now, you are closer than you think. And I encourage you to increase your prayer life. I encourage you to increase your prayer life because the enemy and the reason why opposition comes because the enemy knows and he senses that you're almost there. He senses that you're almost there. So he's going to do anything in his power to make sure that you don't get what God has promised you. He's going to do anything in his power. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Ugh. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So anything he can do to stop us from reaching that goal, to stop us from completing the race, he will do it. So we have to recognize, we have to recognize and ask God for an increase in discernment to be able to see when things, uh, when things is trying to get us off of our, off of our post. Recognize that if you feel like you're getting the attitude, feel like you're being impatient, go to God in prayer and say, Lord, help me with my patience. Go to God in prayer and say, Lord, help me with my trust. Lord, God, help me to not doubt you. Lord, God, help me with my unbelief. Don't try to hide it from God. Don't try to act like you good, like you don't need God's help. Because we do. If you feel like you're losing faith, if you feel like it's not happening for you, and you feel like God has forgotten you, go to God. 
and say, Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to help me, Father. I need you to help me. Just like how Hannah, she was believing God for God to bless her with a son. And her husband's other wife was having kids left and right. And she went to God. She cried unto God and she said, Lord. Her husband blessed her with money. Her husband loved her unconditionally. He blessed her with money. More than he would his, his other wife. Because he, he knew that she wanted a son. And he, and he all he knew how to do was like, I want to bless her some type of way. But Hannah wanted a son so bad. She wanted a child, but she was barren. And she went to God and she and she weeped unto God and said, Lord, I know that you're the only one that can do it. I know that you're the only one that can do it. God, I need you to do it in my life. I need you. And God heard the cries. God heard her cry and God moved on her behalf. And he blessed her with a son. And she not only had that son, she had more kids after that. God blessed her. He blessed her. When opposition arises, that's not the time for us to turn our back on God. That is our time to run to God. That is our time to cling to God. That is our time to, to, to go to God and say, Lord, if you don't do it, I know nobody else can. I know that nobody else can do it but you, God. When opposition comes, that is the time for us to draw closer to God. Do not lose sight on what God is doing in your life. Do not allow circumstances to cause you to lose sight, to cause you to lose focus on what God is doing. Trust me, again, you are closer than you think. You're closer than you think. And this is why the enemy is fighting against you. And what you don't want to happen is knowing that you're closer than you think. And, and you allow the enemy to get you off your posts. And now you disqualify yourself for the promise. Because you didn't want to believe. Because you didn't want to follow God's instructions. And this is why we have to get our faith level up. We have to get our faith level up. And this, I have so much more with this particular topic. And we're going to continue it next week. Things that you have to look forward uh, for next week. We're going to talk about, we're going to still talk about the lack of faith. But next week, we're going to talk about how to get your faith level up. And then we're going to also cover evidence of faith. We're going to cover so many examples that's in the word of God. as showing us um, how people had a, um, the evidence of faith. So make sure you stay in tune for next week. I pray that you guys were encouraged tonight. I'm going to say a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you, God, for showing up and showing out. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching our hearts, for penetrating our hearts, Holy Spirit. God, I ask that you would strengthen us right now, God. God, I know, Father God, that there are things in our lives that we are believing you for, Father. And I know it may not be easy, God, because opposition has arise. And God, a lot of us may have not had, uh, may be unemployed. A lot of us, God, may be believing you for things. And God, believing you for increase in finance. Believing you for healing. Believing you for deliverance, God. Believing you, God, for you to open doors, Father. But I believe in, right now in the Holy Spirit. 
that God, that you are working it out on our behalf. God, that you're turning things around for us, Father. But God, you are pushing us to believe. You're pushing us, God, to not just say it out of our mouths, God. But you are pushing us, to God, to believe. God, you said in your word to believe in our hearts and to confess with our mouth. And that's not just for salvation. God, that's for everything that we believe, God, that you're going to do it. And we also speak it out of our mouths, God. God, speak it and confess it with our mouths. Speak it into existence. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you strengthen us in this time, Father God. Cause us, Father God, to, to not do it in our own strength, Father God. But to believe, God, that you will strengthen us, God, through Jesus Christ. Because when we are strengthened through Jesus Christ, we can do all things. We can do all things, God, as long as we believe, as long as we depend on you, Holy Spirit. God, so I thank you. I thank you, Father God, that you're turning things around, God, to work in our favor. God, I come against the enemy right now. God, I pray, God, over our minds in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I, I come against, God, the spirit of worry. I come against the spirit, Father God, of of depression, God. I come against the spirit of fear, Father. I come against the spirit of doubt in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against everything, every hindering spirit, God, that is causing us to not believe, that's causing us to have a lack of faith. God, I come against everything, God, is causing us, God, if it's people, God, remove, God, the naysayers out of our lives, God. Remove, God, the haters out of our lives, God. Remove those people, God, that is not supporting us, God, and give us, God, replace those people, God, for with people God is truly God going to keep us hold us accountable God for our actions God is truly going to push us is truly going to encourage us is truly going to pray for us God to make sure that we fulfill God the the um the purpose that you have for our lives Holy Spirit I ask that you will help us in our mind help us in our thinking God to not think negative negatively Father that when the enemy tries to come in like a flood God trying to plant thoughts into our minds that is not like you and that is not in your word God that father God that we will use your word in the mighty name of Jesus to pray against father anything that is not in your word Holy Spirit may we remind the enemy father that he is under our feet and that we are the head and not the tail that we are above and not beneath and that the enemy is a footstool under our feet. So Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, that we are victorious. And then even though, God, we are facing opposition, God, I thank you, God, that we are speaking victory right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That we are speaking victory, God, that we speak forth healing, God. I speak forth healing, God. I speak forth open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I speak forth, yeah, God, I speak forth, God, a new position, Father God, for those that are believing, God, God, for a new position, God, for, for um, increasing finances, God, I pray, God, that you will open doors doors God for us to God not just God to have a job but to have the, the job in the position God that is on our hearts the desires of our hearts why God because we have been faithful God why God because you have already promised it to us father and God we are taking everything back that the enemy has stolen from us in the mighty name of Jesus Holy Spirit I thank you God that you're faithful God we thank you father God that you are not a man that you shall lie God and everything that you said God shall come to pass why god because you are faithful and god we are activating our faith right now god we commit ourselves to not just say it but god we're going to do the work 
God, we're going to follow your instructions. Whatever you say, do, God, we're going to do. Wherever you say go, we're going to go, God. Wherever you say that, Father God, to whoever to speak to, we're going to do it, Father. Why? Because we trust you. We believe. And God, we were going to remain loyal to you, Father. So, God, I thank you, God, that all of these things shall be done in your majestic name. We give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I do want to make sure I end. I don't want to end without offering the call of salvation for those that don't know Christ. And that was watching this podcast or listening to this podcast and realized that you need Jesus in your life. You realize that during this time that you had a lack of faith. You may have had a lack of faith because... You believing in things that can't give you what Jesus can give you. Only Jesus can heal you. Only Jesus can make you whole. Only Jesus can deliver you. Only Jesus can make sure and provide for you even when you don't have money. Only Jesus can sustain you. And if you don't have Jesus in your life right now and you want to accept them as Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you can say the simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus I realize that I am a sinner and I need you in my life. I ask that you come into my life and be my savior. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I commit myself to serve you for the rest of rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those of you who have once were following Christ, once were following Christ, and maybe you strayed away from the things of God, and maybe you were not loyal to God as you should because of opposition, because that you wasn't seeing things happening for you. And maybe you realize that during this podcast that you need to rededicate your life and you want to repent for your for your ways, the ways that you were not doing that were of God. This is your moment. It's not too late. I ask you to say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent for turning my back on you. I repent, God, for not being loyal to you. I realize, Jesus, I need you in my life. And I ask you, Jesus, you come back into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. I commit myself to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that word of prayer, if you said that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. And I also welcome those that have just became saved. This is the best decision that you could ever made. Jesus is the best. Accepting him as Lord and Savior is the best decision you can ever do. I encourage you to find a church home. If you don't have a church home, get find a, past, a church home that you can have pastors that can shepherd you and show you the right way and uh, show you the right path so that this journey um, can be more um, easier for you. It's not easy, but so that you can know the way of Christ. So you can know what the things that God requires for you to do. And if you don't have a church home, you can inbox me. I can show you some church or tell you about some churches that may be in your area. Um, and 
yeah, I go to the River Church, and my pastors are Pastor Charles and Pastor Tracy Williams. There's also Victory Christian Center under Apostle Jimmy Ellis. Countless um, of churches. But please, please find a church home. I encourage you to stay encouraged. Make sure that you that you not try to do things in your own strength. Make sure that you also reach out. If you are struggling in any way, do not, do not try to do things on your own. If not try to do things on your own. If you need help, if you need prayer, reach out to someone. You can reach out to me. Reach out to someone. And I will pray for you. I love you guys. I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that you are uplifted. And make sure you tune in to next week of Imperfectly Perfect Lives so we can continue this part of the series on lack of faith, the unqualified series. So until next time on Imperfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Bye.